0: Hey everybody, welcome to the After Amen podcast, I'm Josh
1: and I'm Tanya and we are excited to have you here for another episode, so we're just going to jump right in, we hope you enjoy.
0: Hey everybody!
1: Well hello. Howdy howdy. Well. Well,
0: it's a deep subject. mm
1: Mm-hmm so do you want to kind of tell them what's been going on this weekend and then we'll just jump right on in and introduce who we have with us today
0: well we uh are right in the heart of blaze youth conference Mm -hmm. at grace fellowship in calhoun city Mm -hmm. we've had uh two nights of it that have been fabulous Mm -hmm. and now we're jumping off into day three yep the finale so, uh, if well, if you hear this, you're gonna be too late. I'm sorry sh- <laughs> sh-
1: jeez, so nice <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm sorry, you missed it.
1: well, I mean, they can go back and check Pastor Corey's page, yeah,
0: yeah, they can go lots back. of videos they can go back there. and watch it, but
1: and I think the highlight the highlight video
0: mm-hmm.
1: is the rap session.
0: Oh, yeah. With Kipper dancing. With Kipper dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss that.
1: That is <laughs> You might just want to miss it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we we are. We are closing out the youth conference today. It's been amazing. Um, and for sake of time, we're not going to spend a lot of time on things coming up. But I do want to mention really quick the Remnant Youth Retreat coming up in August. Um There is a waiting list. If you'd like to get on that waiting list, you can email wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com or afteramenpodcast at gmail.com and we can get you in touch with someone. Um, Most of all, we just ask that you would pray for the youth that are coming and us as leaders as we pour into these kids Um, last year. If it's any indication of what this year is going to be like is going to be powerful. Um, and the one thing I love about the retreat is there's not that there's no planning that goes in, but it's all Holy Spirit led and it's all about raising up a generation, a Daniel three generation, a a generation that refuses to bow and that's the focus. And that's, you know, kind of the direction we're going. And I think we alluded to this before, but we are hoping to get into if the Holy Spirit allows um, get into the book of Daniel before we go on the podcast. So,
0: and, and if you're interested in donating for the remnant youth retreat, you can email us at those same email addresses and we'll try to find the, uh, the donation cash app Venmo. And put that in the show notes for you.
1: Yeah. And I will say, praise God, they've had Mm -hmm. enough donations that cover, have covered everything, but I think the food is the only thing left that Um, I mean, I think it's only like one day of food that's, that's, that's left uncovered. Um, and if I, uh, Jonna, if I got that wrong, you can let me know. (laughs) Um, so just continue praying for them. Um, if you'd like to get on the waiting list, remember to email us, um, and we can help you and, uh, get set up for that. Um, and I think that's, we don't really have anything. I think that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, without further ado... Who do we have here with us? You want to tell them?
0: Well, first off, they heard some sultry tones coming from
1: oh my Lord. across
0: the way there. That was Mr. Quinn, Too Tall Hall. Hey!
2: <laughs>
0: and his beautiful wife, Maddie. Hello. And we got a couple other guests here.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: want to take the reins on introducing them?
1: Sure, I will. All right, so you can't see it, but to my right, we have the one, the only, Pastor Corey Clark.
3: Hello, everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And if you've listened to us very long, you've heard his voice a couple other times. So um, we're incredibly blessed to have him back again. And then further to my right, again, you can't see this, but we have our worship pastor, Caleb Mills, with us today.
4: Hello, everyone. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, in his podcast debut, and um, we're really excited because we asked Caleb to join us, and I think we're just going to kind of talk about some of the things that he shared at the youth conference Friday night, which was phenomenal, by the way. Um, I'm not youth by any means. I know you can't tell by looking at me, but <laughs> that's a complete joke. What? I agree. You said you agree that you can't tell I'm a youth by looking at me? Yeah. That's rude. No.
0: Yes. No. I thought you were. You were when I married
1: you. Oh my goodness! You just—I don't even know. You're just digging a deeper hole. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, we're not (laughs) going. We're going to skip right over that. Um, But yes, even though I'm not a youth, that you've so nicely pointed out. it really spoke to me because this, you know, the topic is just not something I'm really good at. Um, So we'll just kind of jump in and um, Caleb, we'll just kick it over to you and you can kind of share a little bit about what you shared and, you know, kind of why God laid that on your heart. And why do you feel like it's important for youth to hear?
4: Yeah. So, I shared, out of Matthew 25, uh, the parable of the ten virgins, um, and I talked about the oil of intimacy. Um, the, the, the ten virgins, um, all of them took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom, but it tells us in the story that there were five foolish virgins and five wise uh, virgins. Um, and that the what differentiated the wise virgins from the foolish virgins was that the wise virgins took flask of oil with their lamps when the when the foolish virgins didn't take extra oil. Mm-hmm. And so we, we led that into and, and therefore the, the foolish virgins weren't able to enter in with the wise virgins to the to the marriage feast, which we know that this is all going to culminate in one day as the marriage feast. Uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb, where, mm-hmm. we, where we are eternally joined with Christ. And we already are in the Spirit, but when that when that culminates on that day, this is what this is all going towards. This life is going to culminate mm-hmm. in, at the marriage supper of the Lamb. But the foolish virgins, because they didn't take any extra oil, they didn't have flask of oil with their lamps, they were not able to enter in. Um, so I talked about the oil of intimacy and how that oil is only produced in the secret place with mm-hmm. the Lord how that oil is only produced through an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. And, and as we spend time in the secret place, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 6, um, but when you go to pray, go, you know, go to your secret place, uh, go to your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret and, and, and he'll reward you. So that, that oil of intimacy is, is obtained and cultivated in the secret place where we spend time along with the Lord. And that's something early on that the Lord taught me after I had an encounter with God back in 2019 uh, when Pastor Corey here uh, prayed with me to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, And I had an encounter with God. One of the first things that the Lord began to teach me, one of the first things that Holy Spirit began to teach me was that the importance of spending time with him Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And we see it, I talked about it Friday night, we see that modeled in Jesus's life. You know, Mm -hmm. while Jesus is ultimately God, he came as a man. Mm -hmm. He did everything he did on earth as a man in right relationship with God, empowered by the Holy Spirit so that we could follow suit, so that we could do the things he did and live the way that he lived. And he modeled that lifestyle of going to be alone with the Father in prayer, going to be alone with the Holy Spirit in prayer. Mm -hmm. He was constantly withdrawing to a mountain, to a garden, to a wilderness, to a desolate place so that he could be alone with the father so that when he came down he could do the he could uh he could heal the sick he could cast out devils he could raise the dead you know he could he could preach the word of god um but he was he was constantly withdrawing to be with the father to to uh, obtain and cultivate that oil of intimacy that is produced in that place um so so that's that's kind of the the synopsis of 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 what I talked about the other night, and I also related it to our intimacy uh, in marriage with our spouse. And I mm-hmm. won't go into that too deep, but just kind of the summary is that uh, it, things got love that. they absolutely loved it. But <clears throat> marriage is a picture of Christ right. and His bride. Right? We're right. the bride of Christ; He is our bridegroom. Mm-hmm. So everything about marriage is a picture of that in the natural. Yeah. Okay, So as a man and his wife come together intimately um, and they bear fruit, they have offspring, it works the same way when we come together intimately um, with, with the Lord spiritually, we bear fruit. We bear mm-hmm. offspring that looks exactly like its father who mm-hmm. we've been with um and that's it's 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 no different we do those things with our spouse behind closed doors we do it alone because it's just between us Mm -hmm. and that's a picture of how we're we are to go and be alone with our father go alone and be with be with our bridegroom and uh so that we can come together as one with him in an intimate way and uh bear fruit bear offspring that looks exactly like him that's the only way that we can live a life uh truly after him that, that looks like him is to be with him in an intimate way. And so that every, all the fruit that is born and the offspring that's born from our life look, looks exactly like it's, it's father. Um, so that's, that's, that's basically a a quick synopsis summary of, of what I spoke about Friday night.
1: Well, I think for me personally, one thing that the Lord has been, first of all, I'll preface this by saying, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, that the word, I've never been one of these people that, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I've never been a person that asked the Lord to give me a word for the year. And I didn't ask for it this time, but he just decided to give it to me. And the word that he gave me at the beginning of the year was rest. And I don't rest well. And I think now looking back, we're almost five months in now. And I think as I look back on why he gave me that word, I think it correlates with what you're saying. Because if we don't find that time to rest in him, and we don't um, fully surrender in that time with him then we're blocking and mm-hmm. and and putting up a fence, mm-hmm. keeping him from the parts of our lives that he wants to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, um, Colby really spoke to me last night when he talked about worry because I was listening to something uh, Friday, I think it was, at work. It may not I think it was during my lunch break or something. I was listening to it and um it was a pastor and he said that the Lord spoke to him one day and said, Um, worry is not you've made worry an emotion. And worry is not emotion, it is a sin. Because I've number one, I've commanded you not to worry, and when you worry, you're telling me you don't trust me. Mm-hmm. And I think looking back For me, I think the reason that God has given me the word rest is because I am a worrier. Mm -hmm. And I do tend to pick up that worry and and forget that God can handle it on his own and he doesn't need my help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that he's trying to teach me, as hard as it has been, that... If I'll just sit back, I mean, it's just, what is it, Matthew eleven twenty eight that says, come to me, all you who are heavy uh, burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he can't give you that rest if you don't come to him. Right. And, and I think that's what he's been trying to teach me all year, is that if I will just rest, then he'll take care of this issue that I was worried about, or that issue that I was worried about, and... I'm not, I've not perfected it. and In fact, this week has been a challenge. Um, I had several days of not full anxiety attacks, but very close. Chest hurting, couldn't breathe. Um, and, you know, for one reason or another. And I just, at the end of the week, I just, I started listening to a couple of things and, and, and playing my music. And I just realized that I had completely forgotten in the last three weeks, four weeks that God had given me the word rest. And there was a reason for that. Um I also have been air quotes here, busy with baseball and this, that, or everything else. And have not prioritized my time with him and you can ask Josh and anybody around me that's always been something that I've highly prioritized I have my little corner of the couch I get in my corner of the couch and I got like five bibles laying around me and notebooks and you know just you know just spending time with the Lord and I haven't haven't done that and so I think
0: I wanted to speak on on the worry there I think about a kid that hurts themselves, or you know, something like that, they come running to daddy, daddy, fix it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And why can't we do that with our heavenly father? Mm-hmm. But we want to try to fix it, but he can't fix it because we're not even coming to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why he points out to have childlike faith because there's not a mm-hmm. moment in that child's mind that we're that wonders is daddy really going to fix this? You know, is, is daddy really going to make this better? No, they know they will. Um, and I think for me personally, that's kind of been my experience. And the other thing that has been really strong with me is the silence and the solitude, not just getting, not just getting alone with the Lord and spending time in his word and not just worshiping alone, Getting quiet,
3: being
0: intimate.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, I, I love the point that Caleb he brought out in his message Friday night, where he said the only place in Scripture I thought I don't know if everybody caught it, but the only place in Scripture where where the Lord condones being stingy is with the oil.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Because um, most people in church they they tend to want to. Um, ride somebody else's coattail, so to speak, and mm-hmm. you know I pastor, and, and and I'll be quick to tell you I can't fix your marriage.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, um, this is the only thing that you you'll have to get this oil on your own.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And he brought out the point where the virgins were they were going to the to the feast, and and the foolish version asked the wise version "Can I?" Can I have some of your oil? And they go, No, I can't. I can't give you any of my oil. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is very costly. Mm-hmm. It's only produced in the in the secret place. And you're speaking to what you were talking about, rest. You know, rest to me is is the highest form of faith. Um, mm-hmm. it talks about in Hebrews chapter four that those who have ceased from their own works, mm-hmm. those who have ceased from their own works, has entered into His rest. And that place and speaking to, to the worry, you know, when he's talking about in that context in Matthew chapter 6, he's talking about seek you first the kingdom. Where where, where do you seek the kingdom? You seek the kingdom in the secret place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You seek the kingdom in the secret place. And, and in 1 John, there's a powerful scripture there. And I think where the disconnect is, well, I know where the disconnect is for most believers. They don't have a revelation of the Father's love. Mm -hmm. and the word and the word clearly teaches us that that when we get a revelation of the father's love that perfect love it cast out all fear Mm -hmm. it cast all fear and there's a reason jesus said take no thought to your life take no thought to what you're going to eat what you're going to put on and he parallels the lilies in the field and he parallels the birds and all this different things in Matthew 6. And he says, just simply seek the kingdom or simply get in the secret place. Mm-hmm. And all these things will be added to you. Just oh, yeah. simply get there. You'll find rest. Just simply get there and you'll be oiled up. I like to say, you know, oiled up, lubed up. And that leads me to the last thing I want to say that Caleb said the other night. I don't know if everybody caught this, but the Greek word sperma
1: i did yeah I caught that
3: powerful man say it again <laughs> that greek word sperm us where we
4: get our get our english word seed
1: mm-hmm.
4: well it's where we get our english word sperm
3: sperm yeah mm-hmm. a sperm but it's literally a the, seed seed, seed yeah. in the greek is sperm what does jesus tell us the word is <laughs> it's a seed <laughs> yeah. yeah where do you get impregnated behind the closed door, yeah. being yeah. intimate with wow. your bridegroom, mm-hmm. with his word, his presence, mm-hmm. the oil, that's where it's produced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where we're impregnated for our purpose. We're impregnated yeah. for our destiny. Mm-hmm. It's where we're impregnated to endure. Yeah, you know, It's where we're impregnated to rest. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. everywhere. It's just it's in that secret place. And I think people people have gotten the idea of an americanized church if i just if i just get born if i just say the prayer get born again and go to church mm-hmm. when i can make it mm-hmm. and i go and i just check that box um mm-hmm. in reality they don't understand that you can't get all that way you yeah
2: mm-hmm.
3: you can only get all in an intimate setting in the secret place where you're impregnated by the holy spirit yes that is powerful everything comes from there Mm -hmm. you know i tell people this all the time please don't put a preacher don't put Mm -hmm. don't put an Mm -hmm. elder don't put nobody on no pedestal Put Jesus on a pedestal. Get your focus off people. Get in the secret place and get your flask full of oil. Because if you don't, there's coming a day just like in Noah's day. He said it will be just like the days of Noah. What's Mm -hmm. he saying? Noah built that ark. And there come a day that that door shut. Mm -hmm. And the people that wasn't on that ark couldn't get on that ark. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's that's what the Lord says at the end of that parable. He says he says that the wise the wise virgins came on into the marriage supper and he shut the door. They come the ones they want to go buy some oil come back knocked on the door and he says, "I don't know you. Mm-hmm. You can't come in."
5: Yeah.
3: And people think, "Well, Jesus would never he wouldn't do that."
5: Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would. Why? Because he's give everybody the same opportunity, mm-hmm. the same amount of time, mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. resources. Yeah. He, he's given everybody the same. There is no respect of persons with God.
0: Right.
4: But they are people willing to go get the oil. And once that day yeah. comes, like in the days of Noah, and, and that's when this parable mm-hmm. is set, that's another thing I talked about yeah. was, this is the only parable in the in the gospels that has a time frame attached to it. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's just te- parables are teaching us about how the kingdom is and how the kingdom works. Right. This one is attached to a specific time frame, right mm-hmm. before the Lord's return, mm-hmm. which if anybody is in tune with the spirit and times and season, mm-hmm. I know that we have some people in here who are specifically you can feel that that day is approaching rapidly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. The day of the Lord's return is yes. is imminent, it's okay. soon. We're in the last days. We're in the last hours of the last days. I believe that Mm -hmm. uh, COVID was just the beginning and I'm not a doom and gloom type person at all. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm not. But the reality of it is that was just the beginning of the Mm -hmm. trials and the persecutions that are to come. So in these last hours, if you don't, if you're not building up oil now, if you're not obtaining and cultivating oil now, there's going to come a day when it's too late and that opportunity will have come and gone. Like in the days of Noah, when that door on the ark was shut, Mm -hmm. it didn't immediately, everything wasn't immediately flooded, but it started raining. And guess what? It was too late when it started raining. Just like these bridegrooms here, they're all going out to meet the bridegroom. They're all virgins. They all have lamps. Okay? That tells me that we're not necessarily talking about believers and unbelievers here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They're all virgins. They all have lamps. They're all headed to meet the bridegroom. But the decision was already made up front a long time ago by the five Mm -hmm. wise virgins to cultivate that oil, to obtain that oil in the secret place. Because once they said, hey, the bridegroom's coming, come out Mm -hmm. to meet him, and they all started headed out to meet him. It didn't happen Mm -hmm. immediately, but on the way to meet him, their lamp went out because Mm -hmm. they had already made the decision, and it was too late when the time came. Mm -hmm. So um, Mm -hmm. today's the day. To obtain oil, today's mm-hmm. the day to rest. Today's yeah. the day to spend time in the secret place with the Lord. And practically, uh, I don't. I don't like to over spiritualize things. It, although everything is spiritual, but um, like Tanya is talking about, I struggle too with just resting. I struggle too with just just resting in the love of the father, because I feel like I need to be doing something sometimes, right? I'll get in the secret place and just be like, okay, I need to, I need to pray in tongues for this long. And I need to, I need to, I need to read the word. I don't know. Can I say this on the podcast? Yeah. I need to read the word for, I need to read this many chapters. I need to pray this much. I need to worship this long. And all of a sudden I'm, all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing to be instead of just being, okay? Believers don't, we don't have to do, do to be. We need to be, and our doing comes out of our being. That's right. Well, mm-hmm. like okay. Corey yes. said,
0: you, you're checking a box. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we got to get away from just checking the box. You know, I, I, I got to read my Bible today. Well, done with that. Let's move on. Mm-hmm.
4: So yeah. one thing the Lord started teaching me was to do was to, to wait. And Corey has talked to me about this some, but other teachers I listen to do it as well. It's a pr- of waiting on the Lord okay you'll find a lot of in the old testament about waiting in the on the lord Mm -hmm. all right just being still and waiting our flesh hates that i just (laughs) said i hate that word (laughs) listen to get alone my
1: flesh hates that word let me To get alone
4: in a quiet room and put your phone away put put everything away and just sit Mm -hmm. and just wait on him and don't say a word Mm -hmm. oh your flesh hates that so much (laughs) yeah but I'm telling you, if you practice that of being still and resting, he'll start to come.
3: Mm-hmm. He'll
4: start to to overwhelm you with his presence. Without you doing anything, you're just there, you're just being there with him. Mm-hmm. Just your presence with him. He loves that. And I'm, if you'll if you'll practice that, it'll change your life.
1: I'm so glad you used that word practice. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think people don't realize that this is not something that is going to come natural to yeah. your flesh. Mm-hmm. This is something you are literally going to have to practice. If you are an instrument player, a sports player, no matter how much natural ability you have, there are just some things mm-hmm. you have to practice. Right. And if you don't practice them, you will get out of shape using right. air quotes. Mm-hmm so it is important that we understand that it's no different with our spiritual walk than it is with our physical activities and physical things that we do it is still a practice and it's
4: like in hebrews when it said you must work to enter that rest
1: right yeah right pastor mm-hmm.
0: Corey, that's what it
3: says it's a it
4: labor it. you have to labor it's the
3: only thing In the New Testament that we're told specifically to labor to do. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is just being who we be. So, but it takes, it It takes, you know, it takes tremendous effort to labor to rest. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we've been programmed to perform. Mm -hmm. We've been programmed to worry. We've been programmed to, well, what it is, is our soul is used to running the show, our mind, will, and emotions. And paul clearly teaches over and over um you're transformed by the renewing of mind what's that doing renewing your mind with the words getting your soul off the throne and putting your spirit man on the throne yeah you're learning to live out of your spirit or you like you could say it like this you're learning to get out get it out of the way so jesus can live through you Mm -hmm. that's grace yeah jesus living through you is grace It's tremendously, it took me years to labor to rest. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can ever truly rest in who you've been made perfectly in Christ Jesus, I mean, it just comes in the secret place. It comes through Mm -hmm. renewing your mind. It comes through literally being impregnated by the Word Himself Mm -hmm. because He is the Word.
1: And I'll say this, like, I've noticed that, and this is one thing that I picked up on right after we started here at Grace. But you can tell that you've made this, Caleb, a a practice. Because when you're leading worship, I've seen you just stop and wait. And so the only way you're going to be able to do that Because that's an uncomfortable feeling when you're in front of everybody. That's not something that comes naturally to just be able... Mm Because in in our mentality and in our our natural minds, we've been programmed to think that worship is supposed to look this way. Mm -hmm. This song, do it for this long. Do this next song for this long. Do this Mm -hmm. next song for this long. But what the reality is... The most powerful times in our worship here at Grace, and I can only speak for here right now because this is where I'm at, but the most powerful times for us is when you do step back and wait. Yeah. That's
5: not one time.
1: And and Josh even said like the second Sunday we were here, mm-hmm. we were on our way home and he said, I love when he just steps back and all you hear are the pads in the background and you can just tell he's just waiting on the lord there's something so intimate about that that practice and it is you know so it's you can tell that you're doing it in your private time because if you're not doing it in your private time that's not going to come naturally mm-hmm. in your in your um in in your service to the lord um that that, that we all see you know Um,
4: well, one, one thing I try to live by is that you can only impart that which you have, that which you've tapped into in the secret place. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people lead worship out of their gifting, out of their talents. Um, but it's another thing to lead, uh, from a place of experience and anointing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to say I'm t- some, some type of special worship leader, you know, anything like that. Anything that I have has been given to me, it's, by, it's a product of grace, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, what I have done is spent that time in the secret place worshiping him, at, adoring who he is, yeah. um, waiting in his presence, mm-hmm. uh, letting his presence come in. When nobody's watching, I'm sitting there by myself waiting. When no mm-hmm. eyes are on me, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm there Magnifying, glorifying His name. So when I get on stage, I have something to give.
2: Mm-hmm. I have
4: something that that overflows out of me because I've been there with Him and I know Him. Okay, it's it's easy to to minister out of gifting and talent, but it's another thing to do it after out of out of out of experience. <laughs> and um, you can only impart that which you what you have and that which you've experienced. And you can tell you can
3: tell people who have the oil. Because when they minister or when they when they lead worship, it changes the atmosphere.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, you can tell because mm-hmm. they're not pouring from an empty cup.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: If we're pouring from an empty cup, we're not effective. And I love what you said, you know, coming from the overflow, because I think a lot of times in today's society, in the Americanized church, we have... Seen way too many pastors, way too many worship leaders, way too many youth leaders, kids leaders, all of those things pouring from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And if you're not being filled up, and you're in a, a friend of ours, um, he made a post on this, was it 2021 when Casey made that post? I think so. Yeah, I think it was like 2021, the Lord started dealing with him about that very thing, yeah. about pouring from an empty cup and how he wasn't allowing for that time for the Lord to fill him up so that he could minister and do from the overflow and not from a bone dry cup. I mean, yeah. you're just not effective that way. Can you
0: can pour out what you don't have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I want to add, too. Um you can't be poured into if you put a lid on your cup Mm. because I Mm. like just from personal experience and stuff like I was one of those people that I wished that I could be like Tanya or I wished that I could be like my pastor or the people that were so just in tune with the Holy Spirit I wanted that but I had a, a lid on my cup and I just wouldn't just sit and be still and One thing that Caleb said that I wrote down, um, along with like three other pages and stuff, but (laughs) one one thing that I wrote down was that only by getting alone with your creator will you find
1: out why you were created. I love that. When he said that, I was like, give me my phone, something to write. I was in the
2: middle of writing something (laughs) else and I stopped so I could write that down and then go back to what I was writing. But like, that was just something that I struggled with. Like, I would kind of, I mean, I would compare myself to all these other people and. I will tell you, it's not by leaving my home church that I grew. It's not by having family Bible studies that I grew. It's not because of any of that, not by reading my Bible and stuff. It was literally by getting alone with God and finally listening to him say, Maddie, shut up, (laughs) like stop trying to, to pray like if you're in here. I just want you to sit still and mm-hmm. and be quiet because you don't have to pray. You don't have to read your Bible. You don't have to sit there and, and get the, the mood set with worship music. Just sit down, <laughs> shut up, and let me do what I'm going to do. Will and I was please, like, okay.
1: <laughs> will you please tell them the story about the other day when you were getting alone with God? And <laughs> You have to tell it.
2: Oh, okay. So... me and Quinn have like a prayer room set up in our house. Um, But before we had it set up, I would just get in the closet. And so, which I'm still very tempted by the closet. I like the closet, but (laughs) I would just go in there and I was like, I was just struggling. I was going through some, some big time warfare. Me and Quinn both were. Um, we were at each other's throats about everything, and the enemy was trying so hard to drive a wedge between what God had put together. Mm-hmm. And um, and we both knew that, but for some reason, we're both a little bit, just a tiny bit stubborn, and um, and we didn't, we didn't want to, you know. I'm not denying. So I was like, you know what? I was reaching out to Tanya because I was like, I'm I'm gonna either commit a felony or something like, (laughs) something's got to give. So she was like, okay, well, get along with God, and I was like, okay, so. I I was it was after work. I came home and I was like, "You know what? I'm going along with God." So I sat in my closet and I was like I could hear the Jeopardy theme song just going off in my head. And I was just like it, it'd been probably like 10, 15 minutes and I was just like, "Are you going to say anything?" And and I said it out loud. That was my first mistake. And then as soon as I said it, he said, is it that I'm not speaking, or is it that you're not listening? And I was Ooh. like,
1: "Ooh!"
2: <laughs> I was like, "Okay, let me sit up, get this knife out of my back real quick," and I'm all here. <laughs> but yeah. like, that's how he had to handle me, and that's how he still got to handle me like that sometimes because yeah. I just will. Even still, even though I've grown so much, mm-hmm. like there's still so much more that I have to you know, see Mm -hmm. so much more that I want, so much more that I'm thirsty for. Mm -hmm. And if I'm thirsty for it, I just have to offer my cup and let him pour into it, not put a lid on it, not anything else. And don't worry if it spills on the carpet, it's going to be okay, because that'll be the overflow for everybody else too.
1: Well, I love that you said that, that, you know, you just, you've got so much more and you're, you're wanting so much more because one of the things that I wrote down that Caleb said Friday night was, and I'm, and I may butcher the way that you said it, because I was trying to write it really fast, (laughs) is that encounter can ignite the flame, but only intimate intimacy will sustain it. That's Mm
2: -hmm.
4: That's true.
1: And, and I thought to myself, because, and, and then if I'm not mistaken, that's when you started correlating it with. When a lot of times, youth especially, will go to big events, youth camps, Mm -hmm. you know, conferences or whatever, and they'll have an encounter, and they'll get super on fire for God, but if they don't maintain that intimacy, Mm -hmm. it won't be sustained, and um, I, that's resonated with me so much, because I can remember, as I grew up in church, and most everybody listening knows that, but I grew up I've been in church since I can remember. I don't remember not being in church. I know that just from my parents talking that they didn't actually start church till I was around three. But I don't ever remember not being in church. I went to all the kids' camps. I went to all the youth camps. Um and every year I was filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues at twelve years old at a youth camp. Um and I remember going to the kids camps and the youth camps and having encounters and 2-3 months later feeling like it never even happened because I did not cultivate that intimacy with him and um it's only if I'm if I'm completely transparent and honest it's only been in the last 2 years maybe that I've really cultivated that intimacy. My Mm -hmm. walk with Christ has been an ebb and a flow. I would have high times and I would have low times and I would have high times and I would have low times and I would have high times and really, really low times. And, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that, but there's only one central reason, and that's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got in the way because I didn't prioritize my time with him. Um, and no matter, you can say, well, you had some marriage difficulties. Uh, Yes, I did. But that's not why that didn't affect my, my walk with Christ. I affected my walk with Christ. Um, and I think when we, you know, we live in a society Mm. where we want to play the blame game really bad. We want to blame our issues and problems and everything else on someone else or something else where if we would just take responsibility for our own actions and it makes me think of that uh, song by seu worship monday morning faith love, it. Mm-hmm. love that song mm-hmm. because it's so true hell's mm-hmm. not scared of a sunday morning faith hell's not scared of that mm-hmm. hell is scared of christ followers who mm-hmm. pursue christ monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday multiple times a day that you know hell doesn't tremble just because people come into the house of god on sunday and sing really loud that's that's not why hell trembles hell trembles when you're hungry for god Mm -hmm. and hell Mm -hmm. trembles when you make him a priority yeah
4: Yeah, and i think sometimes even the, the the lord began to show me that the enemy even encourages people to go to church Because one of the most dangerous things you can do is go to church every Sunday and never be changed. Mm -hmm. Um, We've taught our children (laughs) that Christianity is church attendance Mm -hmm.
1: Wow, and not not Mm -hmm.
4: Um, Mm Christ-likeness. So the enemy's fine with us having our our church parties on Sunday, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, he's not he's not scared of professing Christians who go to church. he's scared of believers yes. mm, yeah. he's that. he's scared of people who walk in their God-given identity mm-hmm. who walk uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit because it, uh, it, it doesn't say the signs follow the professing Christians who go to church it says the signs follow the believer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the enemy is is ultimately scared of
1: Well I so, think that's why he comes he is coming after not comes after he is coming after our identity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's why he's hitting identity so hard because if he can confuse you on identity if he can confuse you on who you are Mm -hmm. then he can i mean he's got you Mm -hmm. but if you (laughs) this is so good if you ever realize truly who you are in christ and Colby said it so good last night. He said, um, oh, I don't have my notes with me, but he said something to the effect of when you start looking in the mirror and stop seeing yourself as you see you, but see yourself through the lens of Christ, that's when hell's going to tremble. Mm-hmm.
3: That's when you rest. Yeah. 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 When you finally see what
1: mm-hmm. he sees. Yeah.
3: That's when you rest.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Not not until then. You just you will not rest. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time that God you know, God doesn't use us because of us. He uses us in spite of us.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good.
3: And most people are trying to advance the kingdom or, or do this Christian thing without Christ. You only you only truly put on Christ. Paul said, put on the new man who is created in true righteousness and true holiness, you've got to put him on. You put him on behind the door in the secret place. That's where you put him on. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for availability. Yeah, Those who are willing to shut the door and get all up. Yeah. that's what mm-hmm. the devil's scared of he ain't scared that you said a prayer he ain't scared that you can quote scripture no, he, he can quote, can quote scripture better
1: than you <laughs> he did it in Matthew 4 yeah, against yeah. Jesus <laughs> the,
3: the, the number one the, the first thing he come at Jesus was identity mm-hmm. if you be the son of God mm-hmm. he tried to get him to get outside of rest and to prove himself to be somebody he already was Mm -hmm. if you're constantly trying to prove prove something or perform something you never can be that's the greatest trick of the devil he ever pulled off if he that's what religion does it famously Mm -hmm. gets you on the hamster wheel Mm -hmm. to try to become somebody that Christ has already made you Mm -hmm. if if you try to become somebody in your own strength, in your own flesh, in your own ability, and with your own intellect, when you do that, you can't put the new man on. You can't. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. And the devil knows you can't do it. That's why we have an identity
4: crisis in the church today. Mm-hmm. It's because the devil's good at what he does. Yeah. If, you, if you're yeah. trying to be somebody, yeah. you, you, in your mind, you're already not.
3: You're already not. That's why it's so detrimental. I just wish people could catch this. If you're born again, quit calling yourself a sinner. That's
4: right.
1: Well, we, you're we
4: not a sinner. Yeah.
1: Connor and I talked about that the <laughs> other day. Your, your, cause... your
4: ability to sin doesn't make you a sinner.
1: Yeah.
4: Your actions don't
3: make you a sinner. Paul clearly told us in Romans chapter 5 that being born into Adam makes... Sh- I'm doing it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> being, it's okay. you gotta get when the holy, to when the whole, I
3: feel the Holy Ghost, man, I got to be go hitting, uh, hitting the table. I'm sorry. I know y'all can hear that. Uh, but most people think their actions make them sinners. No, you were born that way. You have to be born again, not that way. Actually, when you become born again, you're not that way anymore. You're made righteous. You're made holy. You're a son of the living God.
4: Romans Romans 6 says you're... Dead to sin and you're free from sin already Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. And
3: alive unto
4: God. Alive unto God in righteousness.
3: It says, and we can get on this on this forever. But he says, sin no longer shall have dominion over you, control of you, for you're not under the law, under performance, Mm -hmm. but now you're under grace. That's right. You're under grace. Mm -hmm. Grace has made you free from the law of sin and death what's he saying if you still if 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 you still are struggling with sin you have a wrong identity and you're trying to perform your way out of it you haven't tapped into grace yeah how do you tap into grace a right identity that's how you access grace sin loses its power over you the voice of your i talked about this last sunday but the voice of your flesh is quietened how Because through the renewed mind or right identity, it's released from your spirit Mm -hmm. out through your renewed mind into your flesh and quiets the voice of your flesh. Yeah. You no longer want to do or have a desire to do what
4: what used to control you. Why? Because grace dominates you now. And it's like Colby's. Uh, Pastor Colby said last yeah. night, "As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So is he. That's why identity is so important. Because if you still mm-hmm. believe you're a sinner after you get saved, Paul called. Paul didn't call the 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 Christians at Ephesus sinners. He called them the saints at Ephesus. That's he right. called mm-hmm. them the saints at Colossae. That's right. He called them. He never called mm-hmm. them sinners after they were born again. So if you continue to call yourself, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know, mm-hmm. I'm. If you continue to identify yourself as a sinner." That will be your reality. You will continue yep. to struggle in sin mm-hmm. as long as as long as you're alive on this earth. You will continue to struggle with sin as long as you identify yourself as a sinner. Yep. You need to start saying, "I'm a son of God. I'm a saint. I'm born again. I'm redeemed. I'm free from sin. I'm dead. I'm dead to sin." You know, your ability to mess up doesn't make you a sinner because your new nature makes you holy, righteous, perfect, and acceptable in His sight. In Hebrews, uh, maybe 12 or 11. I can't remember. It says. He's forever made perfect those who are being made holy. So 12, he's, 14, I think. 12, 14? So he's has. already made you perfect in the spirit as you're being made holy here and now, as you're being made righteous and set apart. He's already made you perfect. Mm-hmm. He's forever perfected you in his
0: sight yeah. because you're being made holy. He's made him. the spirits of just men perfect. Mm-hmm. And Satan's yeah. all about changing identity because we're made in his identity in his image that's right. so he knows he can't defeat god he knows that mm-hmm. but he wants to try mm-hmm. to come at us and change our identity mm-hmm. because he created
4: us and and that's why he's come at the at this generation so hard the youth of this generation and perverted and twisted the identity and the image he's he yes. wants to mess up the image he's got this this generation uh who struggles with uh, transgenderism and homosexuality so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, well, I was born that way. And he wants, he wants you to identify as being born that way when when obviously we know as, as believers that, number one, you must be born again, regardless of whether you think you were born that way or not. You can be born again a different you way. You can be born yes. again a different mm-hmm. way. That's and, and who you mm-hmm. truly are can be fa- only be found through that new nature, yeah. through that new yeah. identity that you're born again with. So regardless of how you were born the first time, you can be born again a holy, perfect, and acceptable in his sight. Yeah. Amen. There's a principle there, and I know we're probably getting toward the hour or so, but there's a principle
3: in Romans chapter 1. It said they, they quit they quit worshiping uh, the image of God and began to Im- worship an image that they had created. And there's a principle there that what people fail to realize that whatever you worship or whatever you identify with, you become. The mm. devil knows that. Yep. He knows that. Yeah. Why? Because he's been around a long time. He knows
4: these spiritual principles. He knows that these we spiritual
3: laws and these spiritual principles. It says, and they begin to worship the creation instead of the, the Creator. creator. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he's talking about what it's going to be like before he returns. And once that he says he gives them over to a reprobate mind, he gives them over to their own lust their own desires, and and literally the image. See, pornography is nothing more than an image. Yeah. It's the worship of man. It's idolatry worship. That's right. That's why God says specifically, put no idols before me. Worship no idols. Mm -hmm. Why? Because God knows and the devil knows it too. Why do you think? We could stay on this forever, but... (laughs) What you idolize or what you worship, you literally mingle with it, and you become it. That's right.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Same principle with the word. That's what Paul's his whole revelation. Guys, get your get your. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died to get. What's he What's he trying to say? If you'll get in the mirror of the word and see Christ in you, you will begin to worship him, he will become your idol, mm-hmm. and you will reflect his image from the inside of you to the outside of you. Yeah, and we bought this all religion junk man behavior modification,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and everybody that still calls themselves just a sinner, stay by grace. You're stuck in behavior modification, mm-hmm. and you'll never have lasting change.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I promise you won't. Yeah. You'll have moments of victory. Moments. Yeah. But you'll never you'll never win the war. Yeah. And what you don't crucify, it will intensify. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it will end up.
0: That's good. <laughs> I, might write that I was
3: going to invent a word. I was going to say humilify. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah. So anyway, that's good, wow. man. That was that's really good. good. I feel like you got something else, Quentin. Uh ain't
5: finish, no, t- ain't no telling. You want to <laughs> finish
3: it? You want to finish this out on that?
5: Um, about what I just said. Yeah, you want just... to elaborate on it a little bit? Um, yeah. If if like what he was talking about, just with your identity, and you know he was talking about like pornography is an identity. Um, you know, we try to. Ended on our own And our own strength Our own willpower And The thing is Like you can't just Put the rug over it You can't just You know Sweep it underneath the Carpet or somewhere Like it's it's not It's just gonna come to, Come back ten times as strong And um, I heard someone say What you don't crucify It will intensify So If you don't crucify If you don't put that thing down Like it's just gonna intensify And continue to wreak havoc On your life mm-hmm. And the oh man, <laughs> I was about to start meddling, but I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> but, um, if you don't get into that secret place where you can get into the presence that can crucify it, then don't expect it to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just right
0: there. <laughs> That's good. good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. Caleb, uh, you want to close us out in prayer, boy? Yes, I will.
4: Uh, I just want to encourage those listening um, the same way I encouraged those other night. Just don't let anything stop you from going and being alone with the Lord. He's already paid the price. Um, some practical ways that you can be with the Lord. For me, um, thing things the Lord led me to do was to get the communion elements. Make those readily available at your house. You don't have to go to church to take communion. Mm-hmm. Communion can springboard you into intimacy with Jesus. Go go, get in a room alone. Take the bread and the blood. Take the cup and the bread. And let that springboard you into, mm-hmm. into intimacy with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just begin to talk to him about it. Say, Jesus this this was your body that was you know broken for me i Mm -hmm. I thank you for your body jesus as i as i as i partake of this i'm becoming one with you everything that's yours is mine and i promise you now lord everything that's mine is yours i give you myself i give you all that i am and i trust you and just just let those elements begin to take you into an intimate encounter with Mm -hmm. jesus um worship waiting Mm -hmm. the word these are all things that you take into the secret place, practical mm-hmm. ways. The three W's. The three W's, yeah. right? <laughs> Worship.
1: Waiting in the Word.
4: Waiting in the Word. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, prayer, um, constant thanksgiving.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: That uh, Bill Johnson is quoted talking about the keys to mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Mm-hmm. And it's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray, pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. rejoice always pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks, thanks. if you do those mm-hmm. three things well you will be healthy spiritually mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. those three those three things you'll be healthy in all three of those ways that's a guarantee and in the will of God and you'll be in the will of God uh so mm-hmm. I just wanted to encourage you all with that well
3: <clears throat> I feel like somebody before Caleb prays I feel like there's some people out there listening that you you've been struggling with condemnation. And I just want to speak to you. Um, I struggled with pornography addiction for years as a Christian. And I know the shame and the condemnation that's attached to that. And I just want to encourage you um, that Romans 8.1 says, Therefore now there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I just want to encourage you you may be born again out there, but you hadn't renewed your mind. It's a process. It takes time. You didn't get messed up overnight. And um, mm-hmm. and it's gonna take some time. God's not a magician. He doesn't r- wave a wand over you and go abracadabra. Uh, there's a process. Some things are immediately You're delivered from, like me, I was immediately delivered from crack addiction. I was immediately delivered from methamphetamine, IV drug user. I was instantly delivered from a lot of things. But uh, I had to put off, or as Gwen said, I had to crucify. How do you crucify your flesh? You do it with the Word. Mm -hmm. A right identity crucifies wrong flesh. It crucifies it. I just want to encourage you. Um, I I feel like there's some women listening to me. You're bound by pornography. I feel like there's some men listening to me. Well, you would say, yeah, women get bound by pornography just as much as men do. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you that God loves you. If you're born again, you're perfect and you're righteous. You're holy in your spirit. You just hadn't gotten to the place. You've renewed your mind to the point you can release that out of your spirit. Most people think um, that willpower produces right living. I promise you that's not true.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: What produces right living is a revelation of your righteousness. Yeah. I feel the Holy Ghost. That's what produces right behavior is right believing,
1: mm-hmm.
3: right believing. so, I just, I break that condemnation off of you now in the name of Jesus, the lies of the wicked one. I cast it down in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You are a child of God. You are loved by the Father. You are the apple of His eye. He has washed you in His blood. Mm -hmm. Just get in His presence. Get some oil. Get revelation of the word. And I promise you there will come a day that the thing you th- thought you'd never get free from, God will use you to help free others. Mm-hmm. I promise you it's the truth. 100%. Just know God loves you. We all love you. We're praying for you. And uh, there's no condemnation.
2: Yeah.
3: The woman called in adultery in John chapter 8. They brought her, the, the Pharisees brought her, brought him, to Jesus, he draws on the ground, he's looking. They said, What do you say? The law says killer. That's what Pharisees they still say it today. What do you say? He said, You without any sin cast the first stone. It says the oldest to the youngest dropped their stones and went away. He looks up. And I'm hushing after this, but listen to me, you need to catch this. Cause this is the way Jesus rolls. He looks up. What was he writing on the ground? All the sins they were committing. That's why they dropped their stones and that, and uh, the laws they were breaking. Because it's real easy when you live by performance to see the speck in your brother's eye, mm-hmm. and you can't see the log in yours.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He gets. He looks up at her and he says, "Daughter." He says, uh, "Daughter, where's your accusers at?" And he they said, "They've all gone, Lord." He said, neither do I condemn you. Mm -hmm. Go and sin no more. He didn't say anything about, you better stop sinning. You're going to hell. Glory to God. God's mad at you. God's going to get you. God's going to curse you. All the stuff you hear today from many camps. Now he looks up at her and he says, neither do I condemn you. Mm -hmm. Go and sin no more. What does Jesus understand that most of his church doesn't? That the way you empower somebody to stop sinning is offer them no condemnation. That's right.
5: Mm-hmm. That's
3: how you do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way Jesus rolls. And if more of his body and his, his local bodies would begin to roll that way and think that way, we'd be a whole lot further down the road.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm done. <laughs>
4: Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for uh, everyone who's listening to this podcast today, God. I thank you that your presence is coming on them even now and that there's a special grace, a special opportunity to reach out and take hold of deeper levels of intimacy with you, God. There's an opportunity and a grace now to, to say yes, Lord, to say yes, God. I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. Would you help me? Would you create in me a new desire to be with you, God? Would you create in me a new hunger to be with you, Lord? And I think the Lord's pouring out a special grace on you even now to, to begin to desire that, to long to be with him, to slip away in the middle of your day, to slip away in the early morning hours when the sun has still not come up, to slip away when it's dark at night and just be with him. Just get alone and shut a door and say, I'm here, Lord. I've come to be with you. I give you everything that I am. Jesus, I love you. Would you come, Lord Jesus? Would you come, Holy Spirit? I've just come to be with you. I don't have an agenda. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything to bring or even anything to offer. I'm just here. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to be with you, Lord. I thank you for that special grace being poured out on everyone's ears that are listening to this podcast, Lord. Mm -hmm. I thank you for that special grace that's coming upon them to be with you a desire and a hunger to be with you, Lord. Because when we come to be with you, when we fill our flasks with the oil of intimacy, when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Mm -hmm. everything else will take care of itself. When we are oiled up, when we are lubed up with the oil of intimacy, we will be like it says in Job, "Oh, oh, as if it were, like the days when my feet were bathed in butter Mm. will slip and slide Ah. slip and slide (laughs) through this life (laughs) (laughs) oiled up with the oil of intimacy slip through the tight doors through the narrow paths and the narrow ways with your oil being poured out upon us lord i thank you i thank you for that lord i bless everyone who listens to this podcast in the name of jesus amen
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of the After Amen podcast. We would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at After Amen Podcast, or you can send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com.
0: And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast.
1: Thanks for joining us.